I won't say that I use that same model in the rest of my life. Uh, this is a question about when you should give feedback, when you should not give feedback. Is there something you want to tell me, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> this is a safe uh, podcast space. <laughs> so, um, so anything, uh, anything I want to say, I'm definitely saying it. <laughs> I feel a, a trust and a good relationship, which is the basis of giving good feedback. Welcome to the Artist Engineer Podcast. Join me, Tony Tran. And me, Bill Robertazzi. Along with our amazing guests, as we explore how people's inner artist and inner engineer present themselves in their technical careers, in the art they create, and most importantly, in living creative lives. Welcome to the show. This is Bill, and I'm here with Tony, and we are happy to be bringing you our third Hot Toddies with Tony and Bill episode. Hey, Tony, cheers. Cheers. How are you? I'm doing great, Bill. Glad to be here. Happy to do these one-on-one episodes again. In the past, we've done these last uh, two years, and we spent time reflecting on the past year and also setting attentions for the future year. For this one, we chose a new topic for us, feedback, why it's important to give it, to get it, and how it's hard to do right. But before we get to that and dive into why we're even taking this on on the Artist Engineer podcast, we want to ask our audience to give us a little feedback. We would really, really appreciate if you all would think about what you like about the show, what new guest ideas you might have, what directions we might take it. Do you want more art, more engineering, more Tony and Bill? Any ideas, any feedback that you have, and you can email us at podcast at theartistengineer.com. We'd really love to hear from you. And that's the PSA. So now let's get into the actual show. Tony, we always like to define what we're going to talk about a little bit before we actually jump into it. So we know we're talking about the same thing. Do you have a definition for us? I do. And maybe multiple definitions, at least to clarify different words that uh, we often use in place of feedback or synonymously with feedback. Feedback, advice, praise, criticism, even observation, uh, getting the feedback from our environments and people's reactions to us. Again, we often use those interchangeably. For me, feedback is something we talk a lot about um, with my teams at work. It's a requirement for managers, ethical managers, to talk to their teams about their performance. Uh, The best definition I found is actionable behavior, observations about actionable behavior, that uh, is focused on the future. So what it means is the actual behavior part means it's not some interpretation of your Bill's behavior. I can't say, Bill, uh, you get too angry in meetings. That's not uh, observable. I can say you raise your voice, those type of things. Uh, if I say you're you're angry, for example, you say, you can say, no, I'm not angry. I'm just passionate. So it's not fair to to interpret people's behavior. You can just mention the things that are observable. And then focus on future behavior is because the future is the only thing that we can affect. If you gave uh, an observation and focused on the past, we can call that praise or criticism. You know, you did a great job. Um, I didn't like this. But praise and criticism is some type of information. But in this case, if we're talking about feedback, and I think a little bit later on, we'll talk about feedback from the technical field, even feedback in an artistic field, it's most effective if it's focused on future behavior keep doing that technique in art. We talked about a personal thing about being angry. I often like to give 
feedback examples that are so untrue that people can't interpret it as possibly being true feedback in the example. Uh, you raise your voice in a meeting that causes some kind of tension. Uh, can you do that differently in the future? We can talk about advice. We can talk about praise, criticism. We can talk about just observing things and how we might use that um, in our day-to-day lives, but specifically feedback, how we use it with uh, our peers, our team members, our bosses, et cetera, actionable and focus on the future. That That's quite good. I think it, it, it you used a couple words in there, advice, criticism, that that brought to mind kind of constructive criticism, right? It's it, it's constructive because it's a future oriented thing. Not you know, you, there's something you could approve, not just you know by the way you did this to make you feel lousy. <laughs> so I think that's a, a good a good start. You know, you you mentioned it very much in a work standpoint, and I think that's uh, certainly where both of us have traditionally probably practiced and learned about techniques and, and things. But, you know, these are things you can use in every part of your life and the kind of human psychology, even in the workspace or in your private lives is quite interesting because I think people can get defensive about feedback or not want to hear it, or people can give advice in unsolicited ways that you might not want to take. So, uh, so why you're giving the advice is a good question. Um, why you're asking, you're having an intention around why you'd like feedback. Um, we would like feedback for this show because we want to improve it. So that's once again, fits into your definition of a, a future looking direction. That part about why you're giving feedback, your intention, your internal intention is actually really important. And that almost cuts through a lot of these technical definitions and, and kind of guardrails. No matter what, if you have the right intention, maybe it's to to make sure somebody's successful or to prevent um, somebody from making a, a misstep. If you have the right intention, almost anything you say will come out okay. You could say the same things with the wrong intention. You know, like uh, you can give the same information, but you're doing it uh, in a way to maybe put, knock somebody down or make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. Even if it's the same words, the same the same information. Your intention tells you the right time to bring it up, you know, the an appropriate time where it might be heard, instead of an inappropriate time where a lot of the uh, a lot of the things in terms of doing it right, I think, comes from uh, having the right intention to start with. Uh, that might be the core of of uh, where you would start with thinking about how to give feedback, and uh, on the opposite side as well, how to receive feedback. I guess we should all assume positive intent from people, and that'll help us receive feedback, whether given uh, no matter what the intention of it was. Uh, it's interesting. You, I think you're right. Intention is so key and you would hope that it, it makes it come across right, but you still have to be kind of skillful in your your choosing of words and how you deliver it and where that person is at in, in their process that they need some more gentler or they need something a little more, you know, strong which can be useful too, right? Sometimes you need to hear kind of, you know, the the cold truth about something, uh, especially if you've kind of gone off in a direction that's uh, not good for you or others. And then uh, you were saying about taking feedback. I think you're right. It, assuming people are, are just trying to help you, you know, asking the right questions. If you're if you're actually going out and requesting feedback, what do you want feedback on? Because, you, you know, doing a little preparation around that and what you hope to gain from it. And then, um, you know, being kind of gracious in how you you receive it, you know, uh, even if you don't totally agree with it in that moment, 
you know, a, a big thank you is probably the best uh, answer. And then you can kind of reflect on it and <laughs> review it further in your mind. Yeah. Just because you say thank you doesn't mean you have to agree with it. Uh, you're, you're thankful for somebody offering some information yeah, for yeah. to you. And then how do, how about relating it to the show a little bit? And we're talking kind of uh, a lot about you know teams and performance and and you and I have uh, interest in those kind of things. But I've definitely, in a couple of our episodes, have heard people talk about artists, art students who get critiqued. I know mean, there are whole processes around that, which are um, very challenging. And and what I remember, I don't remember which episode they were, said that folks who come through our programs and, and have been artists their lives are very used to receiving critical feedback in, in, in many ways, and maybe have even a little thicker skin that you would think. Um, but they're used to that kind of uh, uh, process, maybe more so than some people in the business world. Yeah, a, a lot of that, this art critique process is something I was introduced to by somebody on our design team. They say we do a kind of a weekly uh, critique process of our designs for the website, uh, and they follow that model from art school. And I was surprised. It's such, to me, uh, to tie uh, the themes together, I was surprised because it was such a structured process, and I'm not from the art world. So I was like, "Well, it's a uh, that's a great process in terms of receiving feedback." I don't know how they do it. Uh, they did their art critique, but I can guess because we think the same way from from the technical side where we're getting feedback. It's not a critique of the artist, you know. It's a critique of their work. It's it's you know uh, this defensiveness you mentioned is often people take feedback as a as a reflection on themselves, like personally, instead of a reflection on something that um, might be just like uh, something they're practicing or uh, we can always change the, the work that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Have you had a uh, experience either in kind of an artistic realm or the work realm where you're able to give constructive feedback, as you said? Was it a, a process that was easy? I've given constructive feedback um, certainly, I can't always say it was easy. So, it, you know, in a uh, a business sense, sometimes people are very open and they want that feedback, and and those that's the easy time, right? The people who see it as a growth path, so they almost come asking for that feedback, and they want to hear it, and they take it to heart, and they actually take some action with it, and will come back later on and tell you that was really helpful, you know, in some way. In a kind of managerial role, I've had instances where I've had to give more negative feedback to people on certain performance things or certain um, styles that they were bringing to work. And, you know, often they'd hear it kind of graciously, but I can't say that they changed. <laughs> so the actionable direct piece was different. And I've also, in my coaching practice, been involved at various points in uh, what's known as the dreaded uh, 360 degree review. Yeah. Where, uh, you know, you go about and somebody like myself will come in and, and interview your peers and people below you and people above you and get feedback from them because maybe often, I mean, it can be for a good reason, but sometimes uh, when a coach is brought in like that, it could be because they're really someone's, rubbing people the wrong way. And, and that feedback is very difficult for them to give and hear. But that can be very transformative to have a, a kind of non-judgmental party who's not part of your organization, who's not part of your team, 
who doesn't particularly have an agenda that in trying to help you bring some perspective to the feedback from multiple sources that you're getting. So um, that's, you know, worked well in the past too. But but that can be, you know, difficult and it's hard to do well. You know, sometimes people, you know, or if you walk into a loaded situation, have their, their you know, gunpowder ready. Speaking of that, the experience of giving feedback, I'll tell a quick story. Uh, so for many things that I do at work as a manager is I try to follow some structured framework based on research. Feedback is one of them. Uh, I would say that these days, uh, after 10 years of like testing a couple of things out and practicing, feedback from me, manager, to my team is relatively straightforward. We explain how it works. Before anything happens, we build a relationship through one-on-ones, and then they trust. Uh, the trust is expressed, but then they have to prove it that anything that we're talking about is because I have their best interests in mind. So with all that kind of prep work, that's where feedback can happen. The anecdote. So today I said it's easy. I can't tell you how difficult it was for me to try to give my first piece of feedback. I am, let's say, a conflict-averse person. Even the feedback that's like, we call it positive and negative feedback. These are the things you're doing well. Please keep doing that in the future. Uh, for me, it felt like, um, why? who am I to judge hmm. or like <laughs> to uh, say somebody's doing something good or bad? I was their manager, but I was so not, not used to it. This is a muscle. You said like learning how to give feedback well. Uh, to receive feedback well, just like anything, it's a practice, it's a muscle. But what I tell uh, my teams is uh, when I teach them how to give feedback is exactly this. You're not going to be good at it when you start, like anything. Uh, you look, if you saw me 10 years ago doing anything, you would laugh how bad I was at everything. Mm-hmm. There's areas, I talk about work a lot because uh, I feel a professional responsibility to give feedback, professional responsibility to talk to our teams about their performance uh, and have a mechanism to do it properly. I don't. I won't say that I use that same model in the rest of my life. Uh, this is a question about uh, as when you should give feedback, when you should not give feedback. Is there something you want to tell me, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> this is a safe uh, podcast space. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so anything, uh, anything I want to say, I'm definitely saying it. <laughs> I feel a, a trust and a good relationship, which is the basis of giving good feedback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. So you were saying about about places not to give feedback. You're saying, well, uh, or, or that, or I, that you don't. Uh, and this is a question for you as well. I specifically, um, uh, we use this word advice at the beginning of the episode, and maybe we've heard this uh, kind of thing. I think you've given me a phrase that uh, you may uh, remind me of, but practically the idea is like, don't give advice unless somebody asks for it. Like uh, it's the same thing with feedback. You know, it's like um, unless somebody's ready to receive feedback, uh, there's nothing happening. It's just you talking. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't use my organizational feedback model uh, with my family. <laughs> I don't use it with my friends generally. I uh, This is a question for you as well. I don't feel that's a place for feedback. It's a place for other things. These other words we use, uh, maybe some advice, whatever. But if the objective of feedback, my personal objective, is to give somebody some information so that they can change or continue some behavior in the future, if we're peers or in the family, we're family, Unless somebody asks for that, it's not my place to observe and say, hey, here's some unsolicited piece of feedback for you. <laughs> and also, it's super formal. So I, I think we might use other techniques. Are there 
in your in your coaching practice, in your personal life, in your work life, is there a boundary for feedback that you've seen? So a couple things there that are uh, I thought were great. Um, one was uh, I like what you said about that you you have this very formal uh, methodology that preps people and gets them to understand your intention around feedback and and builds trust and trust being the key thing, right? You have to build trust and being very overt about um, why you're giving it before you give it um, seems like a great model uh, for managers. So I, I really like that. And we've talked about coaching. I want to flip over to um, advice and family and personal relationship because that is uh, an area that I uh, I know something about. And I have three grown sons. And I think I've learned over time, and particularly even you know in the last couple of years, particularly that that I you know as a father you tend to be an advice giver. That's kind of what you do, and you know when we've had conversations of like kind of you know I didn't ask for your advice. I'm like, and and also you 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 know so as a father and also as I think it's a challenging thing for a coach because you're not really as a coach, you're not supposed to give advice. You're supposed to just listen and ask questions. So I do it. So that's even a challenge, but that's a very hard thing. Even like becoming a coach, that was a very challenging thing because you, you look and you feel like you can troubleshoot something. And I think I'm a, a very good troubleshooter on many levels, you know, not just technologically, but life-wise and, and interpersonal-wise. And I could see some things. And so, you know, so you're ready to troubleshoot and give advice and people, unless they ask for it, don't really want that. So I, I totally concur with you. And I've been training myself over the last couple of years to, you know, just kind of sit with it. There are times when, you know, as speaking as a father, as you say, you it's not a uh, professional responsibility. You know, as a father, you have a personal responsibility sometimes to give advice, you know, just put it out there and people are either going to hear it or not. Once again, I think you should be open to advice and uh, and not not feel like insulted because someone's trying to give it to you. You know, some people maybe give too much. My mother had a great saying, which was, fools don't take advice and wise men don't need it. Fools don't take advice and wise men don't need it. So don't give advice. Fools are not going to take it. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of think maybe that's what she was saying. (laughs) She was a pretty wise person. So, If I can mention something uh, about not giving feedback in some areas as well. We can, we can uh, overlay this on personal and kind of non-work scenarios as well. But mm-hmm. uh, we mentioned some specific practices, our critique in my design team, from the technical team, development team. There's lots of feedback built in over this past decade or so based on agile, uh, kind of agile development practices, um, getting feedback from the users, minimum viable product, getting things out there quickly, uh, making changes quickly instead of building something for two years without getting feedback input from your customers. So a lot of that's baked in. Um, in the area where it maybe is not um, productive uh, for a feedback session is a lot of actually the early um, parts of uh, product development or, or or work, which is like brainstorming and idea generation, creativity in, in many ways, uh, where you're actually trying to generate as many ideas as possible in brainstorming. Uh, we're trying to connect ideas in any kind of, uh, it's almost like improv, uh, that has to have an attitude of yes and, because the purpose in that in that uh, time is to get as many ideas as possible. There's a later phase where you're trying to filter down the right ideas, 
but you can't do them both at once. Um, and often people are like saying, well, I'm just trying to give feedback. It's not, a, you know, that's not going to work. Uh, they forget they're, uh, we're in the wrong part of it. So there is a part where feedback, I think, is actually uh, detrimental. Uh, it's just tied into uh, some areas of our audience is thinking about creativity versus productivity. Yes. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think that goes back to, you know, myself, a kind of nature of being kind of problem solvers. Mm. Or you know, if you comment something with a perspective that is uh, why something can't work or why something doesn't make sense or, you know, that's not being open to kind of ideas and creativity, right? So that makes a lot of sense. Great. Any uh, any advice, Bill, on uh, receiving feedback well? I, you mentioned timing. I think when you get the feedback probably is important and doing it with an open mind and a kind of a, a growth mindset is important. You know, as I said, if people take the time and their intention is good to to give you some feedback, that'd be helpful. Then you probably just have gratitude about that, whether you agree with it or not. You know, it's not something you need to win the argument or prove yourself uh, right or wrong or them right or wrong. So I would say those are kind of the things, being able to kind of take something on and sit with it. And, you know, and my guess is if it's one of those things where it's constructive and it's something you need to change. Change is hard and uh, it might make you a little uncomfortable. So you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, if that makes sense. So, uh, but I think probably, as you said, the timing of it, your relationship to the person, how skillful they are um, at delivering it in a clear way that makes sense to you, um, meeting you where you're at, all those things uh, would play a big part in it. Yeah, I, I agree with all, uh, all of that. You don't have to agree with the information, uh, but you can certainly be thankful uh, and gracious that somebody gave it to you. Uh, to turn it slightly negative, it's almost like uh, one of those fake apologies. Uh, I'm sorry you feel that way. Thank you for <laughs> giving me the feedback. Not, uh, yeah. I'm agreeing with you. And I and I think in in our personal lives, sometimes that can be more difficult. Um, yeah, that's one of the reasons you like, you know as a coach, you don't coach friends or family or people you know, you know, because it, it can be difficult to give feedback. You want someone who doesn't have an agenda and their own kind of uh, prearranged ideas of what, you know, your life looks like or those kind of things. So I think, you know, possibly in, in other areas, business and life or professional coaching, um, giving feedback like that probably easier in some ways. Because you can be a little more structured mm -hmm. about it, and and it's, and even with that said, it's still not easy, right? Mm -hmm. We're all you know human, and just want to hear that we're great. Well, well, speaking of that, <laughs> I I, uh, I hear our, uh, actually in this conversation that we're focusing on one kind of feedback only. Something else you mentioned, which is the constructive feedback, things to change or improve upon. Mm. And you said, I want to hear that I'm great. Uh, that might be uh, in my terminology in the beginning, praise. Yes. Nothing uh, super specific about it for you to keep being great in the future. Here, I just want to call out that it is as important, I feel, to give, uh, we'll call it positive feedback about things that people are doing well as constructive feedback. Uh, in, in many ways, uh, I, uh, at work, I often say, by definition, because the building isn't burning down, because customers aren't calling us, whatever you're doing is the right thing, 99% of what you're doing. I can give you feedback on the 1% that you can improve upon, but um, it, is important, it is as important for you to know, from my point of view, the specific things, replying to emails within 24 hours, 
uh, writing good comments in your code, all the specific things that you're doing well, so they can keep doing them in the future. And for us as feedback givers, feedback getters, uh, all those things, uh, look for those opportunities to tell, I'll go into our, our kind of personal side of it, tell people the things that they're doing well, that they do, that they do well for you. That kind of support has a lot of impact, uh, more than you know, and is not spoken as much. It's a small thing to us, but as you know, it can be a huge thing to the people hearing it. It really does mean a lot to people and being specific. So it's not just, you know, the shallow, you're great. Exactly. <laughs> um, though I don't mind getting those. <laughs> I feel like I love getting those. But but being specific and, and really developing kind of real like empathy for people and and understanding them and and all the things they are doing well and how much it means to them, you know, even if they're small, being pointed out can be very powerful. And I think it really sticks with people. Um, so I think that's actually a terrific, uh, terrific comment. Yeah, we're we're both fishing for positive feedback from each other. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> just a small joke. <laughs> Once again, it goes back to kind of you know I think the the two things around this is is your intention and in giving feedback, advice, whatever, and then your skillfulness in doing it. Mm. If you get those matched up which uh, I always uh, go back to kind of attention and competence. You, those two, whatever you're doing, you'll succeed at. So, you know, if one of them's a little bit off, you're off balance on one or the other, um, you might not hit your mark. You call this framework intention and competence? That's good. Yes. Something I thought about a long time ago, and then I've heard mentioned in other areas, and I always thought it was I was, it almost seems like a universal truth of some sort. Mm. Yeah, because you can be remarkably competent doing something. Your attentions are bad, and you know we see that in the world often. <laughs> yeah. Or you could be, you know, your intention could be great, and you're a little sloppy in how you get to try to go about it, and unskillful. Can't achieve results. Yeah, can't achieve results or piss people off or whatever. And it's uh, if you get them in balance and and can do them well, you can kind of really uh, take off. So. Great. That's uh, I learned something new. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So to bring it all back around, the whole reason we did this conversation is just because we want our audience to send us some feedback. Uh, positive <laughs> so, or constructive. Positive or constructive. What you like, what you don't like, what we should do more of, what we should do less of, and anything in between would be great to hear. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We will receive all that feedback with gratitude, definitely. Have a happy holiday and a happy new year. Thanks, Bill. Happy holidays, everybody. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can email us at podcast at theartistengineer.com if you have show ideas or want to follow up with feedback or just want to say hi. We'd love to hear from you, so feel free to connect. You can find more information about this episode in the show notes at www.theartistengineer.com. And finally, if you enjoy the show, please leave an iTunes review as it helps the show get discovered by more people and also hit the subscribe button.